Urban Achiever is presented without commercial interruption thanks to listeners just like you who have pledged a flexible monthly donation at patreon.com slash urbanachiever. Please consider becoming a supporter of this podcast for as little as $1 a month. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. What's up, Achievers? It's me, your host and friend, Billy Power. Welcome to the show. It's another show. <laughs> hey, look at me. I hope you enjoyed uh, last week's episode with Cat Jones. And uh, we're back at it this week with uh, Joe Nixon, drummer of the band Slick Shoes. Joe's a super good dude, and uh, we had a great time. I think you will too. Uh, without any further ado, Ladies and gentlemen, please let me introduce you to Mr. Joseph Earl Nixon. Joe, what's up? Not much, man. Here we are. <laughs> the big show. Big show. You know, usually we I play this game uh, where I say, wow, you know, it's been so, how long has it been? 10 years or blah, 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 or whatever. Except that I just saw you not that long ago. Yep. So we don't have to do that. No. We can actually remember. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I actually remember who you are and I've seen you recently. And yeah. Yeah. So it's good stuff. It was really good seeing you too, man. You too. I feel like we just kept staring at each other. I really did. Like, it was surreal. Like, it really wasn't <laughs> happening, you know? Like, the whole trip went so fast that that's how I felt, you know? It's like, I'm like, did I ask Joe anything about anything he's doing with his life? I'm glad that we didn't, really. It feels like we didn't have time to, to do much or to catch up on much. And, and that's probably good because now we can do that now. Yeah, that's a good thing. <laughs> that's a good thing. Although, I like, I, did, I was left like that kind of just standing there going like, man, there's like a hundred things I want to ask him right now, but I'm just staring at him, like listening to everyone else talk to him. So, Oh boy. You look good though, man. Like you look even better than I remember. Oh, so, do I? Oh, yeah, wow. I wow. <laughs> but like I said, I don't remember much. So yeah. yeah, I'm getting better with age. So you're telling me? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You looked, you looked exactly the same. Really? Not better? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's cool. Uh Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I looked I looked terrible before, so I mean, in comparison, I must, you know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Don't even don't even listen to anything I'm saying right now. <laughs> yeah, it was surreal though. It, it felt like it wasn't really happening, but it was super good to see you and your wife. It was you guys look great, man. It was super cool. Thanks, dude. Yeah, everybody has no idea what we're talking about. So uh... <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So let's fill them in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was the 25th anniversary MXP. Yeah, mm -hmm. shows they were doing right, and you did some of those out in LA with them also. Yeah, we did. Uh, a few of them actually we did la we did um texas new york yeah they brought us all over the place last year it was great nice. yeah and the one in new york that we went to it was like huntington's slick shoes and mxpx and i thought for sure a giant portal was gonna open up and we were all gonna get sucked into some weird uh time hole and transported back to like 1997 or something <laughs> absolutely like it dropped out like dropped down <laughs> into cornerstone or something like that <laughs> it felt that way. It really did. Speaking of people that that uh, look exactly the same, what the hell is up with Cliffy Huntington? Was that like the Madame Tussauds version of that guy? This <laughs> looks exactly the same. like a wax figure, Cliffy Huntington. Absolutely, he doesn't age. I know the man that does not age, and I think he's older than I am. He's so old. Good. Yeah, he's old. <laughs> For him, man. Good for him. I want what he's having. Yeah, yeah. He still looks kind of mad, though. I wish he'd cheer up a little bit. He's, he's, he's so very, very serious, right? He always has this, like, serious look on his face. Yeah, like, like he's sizing you up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Did you come to bring it today? Because I did. I came to bring it. <laughs> right? That's I'm not, I'm not imagining I'm not imagining. He really that, does, right? though. You're not the only one. Yeah, you're not the only one. It's like, dude, just laugh a little. Yeah. Take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> crack crack a smile. Feels good, man. Fun. What are you doing? 
Also, Mikey, I didn't see Mikey at all. I don't know if he was like hiding upstairs or what. I mean, I saw him when they played. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He never, I don't know. Maybe he's still mad about something. I don't know. Yeah, he was in the zone maybe. I thought I saw him like sneak out while we were out there and say hi, but. Well, not to me, he didn't. So. <laughs> Whoops. Gigantic snub. <laughs> something about a royalty statement they never got or something. Uh-oh. Sure. <laughs> something I have virtually nothing to do <laughs> with. <laughs> Hell, man, I just got my $12 royalty check. I'm Did stoked. You? Yeah, yeah I, get the, I get the same ones. I don't know if anyone knows that, but I, I, I uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not recouped. <laughs> feel free to supersize. I feel like I must have really blown something to have been there 10 years and I'm, I'm not recouped. So I'm, <laughs> I'm in the same boat with everybody else. I was like, gee, many Chris, there's still a negative number on here. It's a, Seems like a lot of time has gone by. <laughs> yeah, well, what are you gonna do? You know? nah, we're gonna laugh about it. That's what we do. So yeah, it was good to see you. I mean, what the hell are you doing with your life, Joe? What are you doing? I ask myself the same question all the time, man. But uh, well, I don't know. Uh, do you want the full history, like after I quit the band, or do you want like just lately? I mean, what do you want? No, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Well, let's get back to that later. Okay. Let's get, let's just tease everybody a little bit that at some point we're gonna figure out what the heck you're doing with your life now, in 2018. <laughs> but let's let's go back to a time that even I don't know. I mean, there's a period of time that I'm familiar uh, with you. Uh, you know, stuff like you guys clogging my toilet or my shower or something. I don't know. But um. <laughs> i'm sorry i know exactly who that was too that's what that was our roadie at the time too was it yeah mm. nice all right well maybe we'll get to that i don't know we'll see did you like you live in palmdale still i do yeah were you were you born there um no uh-uh. i was born in guatemala i was born what? Ab- i was born abroad yeah are you serious yeah so my uh my grandfather is a doctor or was a doctor over there. He's since passed. But, uh, and my parents were over there visiting since my uh, grandfather was a doctor. My mom wanted him to deliver me or something like that. So they flew. Really? Yeah. So they flew over there. Just so that he could deliver you? Yeah. And I have a certificate of birth abroad. It really, and I work for the government. So it's, it's fun to explain that. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that's how that happened. Yeah, you got to be careful with that stuff these days, man, because you may find yourself not being able to get back in the country or something. You're like, who's this guy? E- yeah, exactly. I was, like, <laughs> I was born in East L.A. <laughs> trying to sneak <laughs> in here. So what? Why, why was your grandpa in Guatemala? Uh, they owned coffee plantations and stuff out there. Really? Um, which, yeah, my mom's family still does. They uh, grow coffee and sell coffee to the states, <laughs> and uh, and stuff like that. So they've always lived there. Um, I feel like I'm. Parents... I feel like I'm missing a maiden name somewhere. They're not Nixons, obviously. No, they're Cordones. Oh, <laughs> Cordone. There, there yeah. we go. <laughs> Cordon Rivetta. <laughs> yeah. I was like the famous Guatemalan coffee family, the Nixons. Doesn't really. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pass. I don't want to try that coffee thing. Felt like I was missing some information in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cordon Rivetta. Nice. So that sounds more coffee esque, yeah, right? Yeah, very. Yeah. So I, he was a doctor on the side, I guess. <laughs> okay. Did they keep you in coffee? Like, did they send you coffee and shit? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Every time, every time my mom goes there too, she just brings bags and bags of it. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. It's good too. Wow. It's not. It's not the cheap stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. I feel like I should have been nicer to you. Maybe I could have gotten gotten some coffee or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know how many people I've said, "Yeah, I'll get you bag, bro," and it's then gone. like I get it, and then <laughs> they don't. Yeah. <laughs> I've done that okay, a bunch. Thanks. So I'll put yeah. you on the list, you know, of people to maybe get a bag of coffee. You, you in no way owe me any coffee, that's for sure. <laughs> I owe you a lot more than that, man. That's for sure. I mean, if you want to get down to brass tacks. No, I don't think that's probably true. But all right. <laughs> yeah, so that's it. I was born abroad because of that. Okay. And then they just came right back to Palmdale? Yeah, they lived in a house that uh, my parents, my dad's parents lived in <laughs> really they they took over that and um i lived there my whole life yeah and then until i moved out you know wow. okay yeah down the street or what 
I moved across the street for a minute. Honestly, yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Really? My, my lived family right lived right across the street from my parents' house for a spell. Yeah, probably around like uh, 99, 2000, around there. Really? Mm-hmm. Now, Palmdale's like in the desert? Yeah, it's in the high desert. Okay. Is it hot there? It's very hot in the summer, very cold in the winter. It gets cold there? Yeah. What's very cold to you desert dwellers? Yeah, teens. Okay. Well, that's cold. Yeah. 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 That's about the coldest it'll get. We never is the teens. And when we see a snow, maybe once every five, six years or something like that. Crazy. Yeah. So, so now was your mom like a homemaker lady? Did she work? What was her deal? She never worked. Uh, never she, worked. She was always a house mom and uh, my dad always worked all the time. Uh-huh. Barely what did he do? Barely some. Um, he was uh, what they call protective services for a company called Rockwell International. Uh-huh. So he basically did that for like forever and then worked for a company called Litton doing the same thing. But he just worked all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you had a mm. pretty hard grind, man. Yeah. Are your folks still around or no? Yes. Yeah? Yeah. Both still alive. Yeah, and both still in Palmdale? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> yeah. It's like people don't people don't leave there. They don't. They don't. They try, you know. I'm in the, I'm about kinda... to buy a house right now myself. Are you? Yeah, I'm considering I considered moving out of state because of how high the uh, cost of living here is here in California, but Yeah. It's weird. You just, you'd never leave this place still. It gets you <laughs> and you just never leave it. Yeah. I'm jealous of that a little bit because I've just moved and moved and moved and moved and I just never get settled or, you know, I always just wanted to have that bar that I go to or that like coffee place where everybody knows me or I don't know, just some kind of familiarity to where it's like everybody knows you, you know them. Kind of like that cheers vibe. You come in. <laughs> Norm. <laughs> You know? A desert, desert cheers, uh, cheers vibe. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> the bars out here are something too. I don't think. Oh, I, I bet. Yeah, there's something else. <laughs> that might not be exactly what I have in mind. <laughs> well, we have a uh, we have a bar out here called the Britisher that uh, uh-huh. it opens at six a.m. Really? Yeah. Wow. So you like if you play your cards right, you could actually leave there and then start drinking there, and it'll only be four hours in between. Oh man. <laughs> you, yeah, it's pretty you, bad. you say that with a little bit of authority that makes me nervous joe i don't know yeah. <laughs> i mean i may or may not have done it before <laughs> i can neither confirm nor deny that i may have participated Absolutely. in said activity <laughs> yeah i mean someone had to test the theory yeah so your dad was working all the time is he retired now yeah mm-hmm. okay absolutely good for him it's like the last generation to be able to do that, as far as I can see. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I'm horrified. <laughs> and I'm I'm glad for him. I'm very happy for him because he, if there's one thing my dad showed me growing up, it's uh, to work your butt off. That's the only way you're going to get anywhere. Yeah. And uh, that's all he ever did. I mean, he yeah. worked well into his 70s, you know? Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he had, you know, he had to. Did you have siblings or your only child or what? Um, brother and a sister. One brother, one sister. Older, younger, what? Yeah, younger, younger brother, older sister. So I'm huh. like right in the middle. Okay. Are they still around or what are they doing? Uh, my sister is a teacher mm-hmm. and, um, my brother is a doctor. <laughs> okay. Did they, did they move out of the desert or are they still around there too? My sister's just about 14 miles from Palmdale. So she's still in the desert. And okay. My brother moved. <laughs> Because he works at uh, like USC. He did what now? He moved to LA because he works at USC. Oh, okay. USC Medical Center? Do they have a medical center there? Yeah, something like that. It's like okay. a, something he does there. Yeah. Yeah. I grew up in South Bay, so not far from there. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Did you know that? I did not, honestly. I grew up in Manhattan Beach and Redondo and Hermosa and Torrance. Huh, that's rad. Those are all pretty yeah. rad places in California, yeah. honestly. There you go. well that was when people that had my uh dad was a teacher that was when people that were teachers could live there (laughs) yeah absolutely (laughs) i've looked up so like the house that my grandpa lived in in redondo beach like on avenue a like six blocks in the beach i think it's like two million dollars now or something oh my god i don't doubt it though yeah yeah, I don't doubt it. Now all the teachers live in AV. Yeah. They, live in, they live in Palmdale. Yeah, they commute an hour from far away. I was watching a show the other day, Snoop Dogg. I don't know. It was just random. I was trying it out. Snoop Dogg has a show where he's 
coaching this Pop Warner football team or whatever. Oh, right. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Yeah. One of the kids is from Lancaster. And so there's a, there's a scene where <laughs> Snoop's talking to his like uh, assistant coach or something like that. And he talks about Lancaster being the retirement home for gangbangers. <laughs> And that's when I just said, man, if Snoop's saying that about the place you live, man, I need to reassess where I'm living. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Retirement place for gangbangers. Yeah, retirement home for gangbangers. Well, man, I guess as long as it's their post-gang life, then that's all right, you know? Yeah, I don't think they're doing much <laughs> actual gangbanging anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so now, if your mom was a homemaker and your dad was always working, like, where did how did music come into your life as a kid? <laughs> it it's funny um it came in because like my parents didn't really play instruments but mm -hmm. if my first memory of music like that was kind of impacted me was just growing up every it's, it seemed like every saturday when my dad was like didn't have to work or do anything he'd get up put on a record typically it was like richie valens or elvis or something like that mm -hmm. and him and my mom would just clean the house to music yeah just music on cleaning the house doing whatever they needed to do on saturday but it was always playing right so like that's my first memory as a child just hearing that music growing up and like what what are we talking here like who? like Richie Valens, um, Elvis, the Beach Boys, <laughs> um, Hank Williams, uh, Johnny Cash, just so many different things. Actually, it, Engelbert Humperdinck. There were some bad ones in there, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> Tom Jones, you know. Yeah. Uh, that was most like you know my mom's kind of stuff, but. Um, that's cool. Stuff like that. It was nothing that super impact what I played now, I guess. But mm -hmm. that got my whole music thing going. Then my sister kind of introduced me to, uh, she was like a Hesher, Stoner, whatever you want to call them back in the day. Uh -huh. um, she introduced me to like Ozzy, nice. Black Sabbath, like Ramones, stuff like that. Uh -huh. And uh, that was like my first exposure to anything harder edged you know yeah it's awesome and so it kind of took off from there and between that and me just i guess my parents said i always beat on pots and pans and stuff like that and really and the couch while music was playing even before i could remember so i think it just kind of was in my blood from the get-go that's awesome i uh, i always wanted to play drums and uh because my dad was a music teacher there was no way in hell he was gonna let me play drums <laughs> he, he knew he knew better life. yeah it's like like he wants to listen to like uh you know concert band blasting away all day and then come home and listen to me bang on drums for an hour it was not going to be not happening <laughs> <laughs> he's like did i really leave work well <laughs> then especially uh kids that become drummers like did they encourage that in you did they buy you like a toy drum set at what time at one point or like what happened so i was also not my parents weren't very rich or anything so drums are very expensive i didn't get a drum set till i was about 15 mm -hmm. until then like i said i was beating on pots and pants on the couch and they really saved to get me that um and so when I was 15, they finally ponied up for a drum set and they didn't know any better. You know, my parents weren't music teachers, so they had no idea what was about to happen. Um, but from that day, they got me the drums. I swear to you, I played every single day for probably eight, six hours. Wow. Straight. You know, I would just play. I put headphones on and I would just play the drums like all day. I didn't do I, I was, a, you know, I skateboarded, too. Mm -hmm. But once drums came into play, like I kind of skateboarding took a, you know. Yeah the second seat there because i don't know i was obsessed with it 
it was something that gave me like I don't know. I did. It was weird. I didn't understand the emotions you can get from music. You know, I was just a kid, you know, at that mm -hmm. time. But whatever it was doing for me, I couldn't stop, you know. Wow. And so that's just how I learned. I put on headphones. I listened to any, anything from like the Beach Boys to, you know, Slayer to, you know, Beach Descendants, Boys whatever. To Slayer. You know? uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. It just didn't that's, matter. Uh, that is a big chasm between those two. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. So you're like completely self-taught then? You didn't have lessons? At I did have a couple lessons from from a guy who mm -hmm. really we sat around and talked about Lars, <laughs> you know, Lars all that time, you know, like that, that's all we did. He saw that I knew a basic four, four beat already. And he's like, well, this is like your second lesson. You're doing all right, man. And then I just kind of didn't go back, you know, <laughs> was that like a local music store or what? Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. The, the music center. It's where I met Jackson. Really? Yeah. How did that go down? How did meeting Jackson? Well, Jackson was friends with the owners mm -hmm. and he used to work there, I think, actually. So when I'd go in there to get drum stuff, I'd see this kid, you know, with long blonde hair, just ripping on the guitar. Just every time I went in there, like he'd just be sitting on an amp or doing whatever if he wasn't working mm -hmm. and just ripping. And I was just like, who's this kid? You know, nice. Um, we got to talking. Uh, we were kind of polar <laughs> opposites, you know, because at that time I was really into punk. I was really like into that kind of stuff. And he was way into like metal and other stuff. So um, it was weird. But at the same time, we got along like our personalities got along so well that like we just got to rapping about music. And and uh, it's just one day we ended up, you know, jamming, you know, it started out with just hanging out, talking about mm -hmm. good guitar players, good drummers you know, mutual respect for certain metal bands that we, you know, listen to. And then from then on, it was us just showing each other music, just like, you know, this is what I listen to. This is what I listen to. And then, I don't know, friendship just kind of grew from there. That's cool. Like at your house or his house, you guys would do that and hang out? Yeah. Just go out on the weekends, do whatever. And then I mean, it just definitely started with like a love for music for, you know, from both of our ends, you know. Uh-huh. Were you guys both in high school at that point or what? Nope. We were out of high school. Yeah. Probably about 18, 19. Mm. So you had had not been in any bands or anything at that point or you had played? <laughs> yeah. I was in a band called Vicious Circle with uh, local friends. Yeah. It yeah. was just a punk rock. What do they call it nowadays? Just gutter punk or whatever. Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. Yeah. That's it. We just played parties, um, jammed, drank beer, stuff like that. <laughs> nice we're just friends from high school and that went you know yeah. that didn't go anywhere and i hadn't been doing that for a couple years when i met jackson then i was in a in a funk band <laughs> yeah i don't know why i don't know why i'm bringing this up but why but why not oh i'm so glad that you did too late now <laughs> i was in a funk band called little jack funky with a a few musicians honestly super good musicians from the av like who kind of shaped me as a musician to be honest as well because they it was the first time i had to um audition for a band i'd mm -hmm. never done that before i didn't even know it was a wow. thing you know and um yeah. it was really intimidating and it was just kind of an introduction into like you know yo you're not that good of a drummer here are these musicians that are way better than you now what are you going to do with that you know <laughs> wow and so they were such nice guys, man. Like, um, they just took me and like, we just jammed together and it was not my favorite music to be honest, but I, I was in a phase where I was kind of into the chili peppers and other stuff that was like in the same vein as the music we played. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, that was a good, it was a very good experience for me. Honestly, they were really good guys, really amazing musicians. And, uh, so that was the, the other band. <laughs> yeah. Funny. Do you know, you probably don't know this, I'm sure, but when Blenderhead started, that's kind of what I was into at that point, too, like Infectious Grooves. And oh, man, Infectious Grooves was so good, actually. Yeah, so that was kind of like, that was the same kind of era, and that was sort of like the, I don't know, sort of what I initially had in mind, and it kind of evolved out of that. But Strange how it does that, huh? <laughs> Real quick, it evolved quickly. <laughs> because we started out as like, you know, straight, funkish, kind of Chili Peppers-ish, and then grunge kind of came into the picture and it's like we 
kind of evolved from this funk band to like this funk grunge like hybrid it was really weird but uh mm-hmm. at the same time like i said good experience good guys yeah now now you got am i crazy or did you get married i got married at 21 yeah okay yeah and that was that couldn't have been much longer after all this time when you started playing hanging out with jackson and stuff no huh? if that's Not after high school right yeah wow. yeah how did that happen I fell in love mad early. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I, I didn't really, I don't know, in retrospect, it, 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 it's weird. Like you, you meet, you meet this girl and you feel completely different than you feel about even girls you thought you loved. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and like from that moment on, it was just a matter of like, when are we going to get married? You know? Yeah. So definitely would have went to college or done something like that in ret- retrospect first. Uh, yeah. But yeah, got married pretty early. Oh, man. Wish I had gone to college first. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I didn't go to college until like late, I just like 40s, you know, like yeah. I, I went back just recently. <laughs> Did you? Well, yeah, three, about four years ago. Yeah. Okay. Well, yep. I feel better now. Thanks. Oh, yeah, man. I I, I, th- I took a mid I took a midterm today, and I think I got a D. Is what I oh, got. yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> That's rough. Well, I work at night, and everything's in the daytime. It's like that. You know, I had my test time was nine in the morning. It's like I'm normally oh. like three hours into sleeping at that time. So I don't think my yeah. brain was even functioning. You know, it's just like all the questions are blurring together. It's like what is happening? Oh, man. And you go on campus? Well, it's a online class, but the midterm I had to take at the testing center on campus. Oh, so drive, okay. Drive out there. It's like 45 minute drive. And I mean, I was just like in a fog. <laughs> I was going to say respect, honestly, because I took I took the 100 percent online way. Did you? So, yeah, I was not going to be able between working and everything else. I did not see myself fitting into a classroom you know fitting that time yeah. into getting into a classroom and stuff yeah not at all you did a bachelor's or what'd you do yeah i did a bs which was total nice bs too <laughs> <laughs> i got a bs <laughs> yeah. yeah computer information <laughs> systems and it's funny is nice. i do absolutely i guess i do some stuff related to my schooling but it is what it is <laughs> <laughs> Let's not talk about that. I'm yeah, I'm still paying for it. I'll tell you that. <laughs> All right. Yeah, nice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We have some familial uh, school bills we're paying off over here, too. The only reason I even went back is that uh, my wife works at the college, so I'm able to go have tuition assistance and whatever. So. And you're going for? I'm just I'm working on my associates on my way to a bachelor's because, you know why bother if you're not going to go all the way so. that's right and you're doing audio yeah. right or radio broadcast well, was, or? i nah i was doing the the i was doing the uh, we're getting really off on a tangent about me but um, <laughs> sorry i haven't talked to you in a while a, we knew this was gonna happen i know i know i know, I know. <laughs> Uh, I was going back for music recording, music technology, mm-hmm. um, but I changed to communications because they just didn't have enough. Speaking of the online thing, like there was just I was looking down the barrel of a semester where I was going to be on campus six days a week. And I was just like, I just can't do this. Like I was going two days a week and it was just killing me the drive, driving out there, like screwing up my sleep schedule because I work at night and. I don't know. It was just, I was just like, I just can't do it. I almost quit. And then I was like, maybe there's like some other program I can take. And then, uh, yeah, I just switched to communications. Cause I was going to have to take all this music theory shit. And then oddly enough for the recording major, they consider it a bachelor of science like yours was and a technical degree and not an art degree, which I don't understand at all. Yeah. That's kind of weird because of that. You would have to take college level algebra, which I failed pre-algebra in high school 30 years ago. So there's, you know, it's just like stressing. <laughs> like I'm going to do all these classes and get down to like math and, you know, not be able to pass math. And, um, I found out that if I took communications, I could take math for the liberal arts. So, you know, it's like uh, oranges are $20. They're on sale for 10% off. What's your savings kind of math? Oh, yes. My favorite kind. <laughs> That's the my favorite math kind of math. matters. Yeah. Yes. You just got to. Yes. The kind you use at the grocery store. You don't. I don't know. You just got a promotion. You're, you're, you're getting a 5% increase in your pay. <laughs> yep. Very- Let me get my calculator. <laughs> So anyway, enough about me. Yeah, I had to take some discrete math class that was just uh, out of this world. Like I 
legitimately, I don't know. It was real rough. I can't even tell you how I did it other than there's a lot of websites out there that pretty much do problems for you. For you. I can say that. And you, it, and you work it backwards. If it solves a problem for you, you can kind of see how it's done. It's a, it's a lot easier to learn than it used to be. We'll just say that. Wow. You have to send me that URL. <laughs> I, I will. I like Wolfram Alpha or something like that. I don't even know. But um, it definitely helped me, man, because I can tell you up until I started college again, I was, you know, I don't even think I took algebra, you know? Wow. Yeah. So I never did. Yeah. I stayed away from it. You know, <laughs> that was smart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so now you got married young. Are you guys still together? Uh, well, no, we've been separated for a while. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. It's a bummer. I kind of thought that was the case, but I didn't know what the deal was with that. Yeah. Yeah. That's the deal. You guys have kids together. So. Yeah, we have everything's, I guess, as good as it can be. Like we still, right. we still even do like family trips together and stuff just so that. Wow. Yeah, we, we decided that uh, whatever happened between us, we're just going to keep it between us and not let it affect anything we had as a family, if that makes sense. Yeah, of course. And that's like recent? Um, no, that happened uh, six, seven years ago or something like that. Yeah. Okay. It's been a so while. It's been a while. You know, everything's getting foggy, man. Just trying to keep it all together. (laughs) (laughs) I I know that at least you can relate. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I feel less bad about all my brain cells dying off, you know. Yeah, it's rough. If I met you last week, we'll see if I remember you the week after. (laughs) What's weird is I remember things that are not important at all. And then things that are important, I can't remember. So that's problematic. Yeah, yeah, it is because it happens to me all the time, too. Yeah. So walk me. uh, This is like the worst interview. I'll I'll just apologize to everybody now for my lack of interviewing skills today, (laughs) because I just feel like you and I are just like we just talk about whatever. We kind of do. it's always been that way it's always been that way our conversations where we were supposed to be talking about business if you will i guess you know uh in tooth Mm -hmm. and ill always ended up you and i just rapping about music or something (laughs) and i like that so much more you know (laughs) it's like what the hell is he talking about (laughs) just bringing up awkward shit out of nowhere um yeah, well, I just I knew at some point I was going to ask you that. So sorry to hear that that happened. And as you know, I've been down that road. Yeah. So um, fortunately, you know. Unfortunately, yeah, shit like that happens. Yeah. I never had to see my ex again. So that's that was my only benefit in my situation. Yeah. So maybe she's out there somewhere. Maybe not. So tell me, I mean, I remember getting like your cassette in the mail. Like, tell me, like you started hanging out with Jackson and then you guys just started Slick Shoes or like, like, I don't know anything about that or how that happened. All right. After Little Jack Funky. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Was he in that band? No, uh -uh. no, Mm -mm. he was well aware of it. And he was friends with the musicians in it, like good friends with them. But uh, he was not in the band Uh, when I left or when I was removed from that band. (laughs) Uh-oh. I uh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it was no drama, just, you know, whatever. Yeah. Band shit. But uh Jackson and I finally started kind of talking, you know, about doing stuff together instead of just listening to music and stuff together. Uh-huh. And uh so we started a band with um with Jonathan and Jonathan was one of our first guitar players in Slick Shoes. Okay. And his and Jackson's wife Kelly, and Jonathan's wife Barbara. <laughs> well, they weren't married at the time, you know. But this is apparently how they all met. This is a lot of and, couples uh, to keep track of. <laughs> hey, dude, slick shoes has always been like that, and always had that kind of history of intermingling people. Anyway, um, so we started a band called Slur. It was kind of in the vein of like um, holeish kind of stuff, like you know. Uh, I don't know, uh, okay. shoegazy kind of stuff. Uh-huh. So that band, you know, we won't go into the history or anything, but that band was done. Uh, Jackson and I had a band with um, with Kelly, uh, Jackson's wife, and uh, another fellow that played bass. And, uh, and Jackson called uh, Today's Special. We were 
more we were like a punk we were a punk band like pop punk i guess you could call or whatever uh with a girl singer and mm-hmm. which was rad dude our songs were so good um today's special today's special yeah we i don't think we ever recorded anything but i wish we would have you blew it joe you blew it we did blow it honestly who knows what would have happened honestly and that's kind of after that ended is where slick shoes started jackson and i kind of sat in my garage and was talking about you know what the next project was going to be kind of you know and that was slick shoes Mm -hmm. like i said it started with the old guitar player from slur and jackson and i then we met Jeremiah through the church we were all going to at the time. And uh, he started. What church is that? Calvary Chapel. Okay. So we were going to Calvary Chapel. And uh, I don't think he was even going there. I think he was a vineyard kid. And, uh, but we all met through the church mm-hmm. and whatnot. And then. Uh, okay. Your folks went there or did you have friends that went no, there? No, my parents didn't go to church. Um, I just went because Jonathan and Jackson went, mm-hmm. you know. Like yeah, youth group or something. Yeah, it was, mm-hmm. and we really didn't even go to youth group. Jonathan was like the pastor's son. Oh, uh, okay. So like sometimes we'd fill in in the praise band. Sometimes we'd just be <laughs> hanging out, you know. Sometimes. Nice, nice. <laughs> yeah, most of the times we were in the studio masterminding songs. Nice. Oh, there was a studio there? Yeah, they had a pretty nice studio in that church. So oh, that's cool. Yeah, we had access to that in, in the early days. Mm-hmm. So you guys just started jamming? Yeah. We started jam- so. jamming songs. Uh, Jackson was singing at first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that. <laughs> well, what, ha- what happened there? He wanted to focus on playing guitar. Okay. He, it was a lot easier for him to, you know, sing it and play guitar. Um, yeah. And that's where we got Ryan, well, 15-year-old Ryan, because... Uh, oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's that. That's just kind of how it goes. Was he 15? I thought he was younger than that. Was he, oh, he might have been fourteen, honestly. Again, that like memory thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's weird because demo you got was legitimately, like I say, that that studio we had at the church. Uh, it's we had just written like those songs. We recorded them. Brian still has paper in his hand. Doesn't really even know the lyrics a hundred percent yet. Like, like that's how that was done. And then we just mm. kind of it, it ended up in your lap. Yeah. And shouts out to you for liking it. <laughs> I, I mean, it was honestly like, you know, obviously he was really young and, and his voice still wasn't really developed at that point. But I just felt like the music, specifically the drumming and Jackson's guitar playing, obviously were like, I was just like, you know, I mean, a drummer will basically make or break a band, especially when it comes to that kind of music. <laughs> it's true. I mean? yeah. it's, like, it's hard to overcome that not being good. Yeah. Um, Especially when you have like a guitar so, player that's yeah. just ripping. And then all of a sudden you got this drummer that's trying to keep up. It takes away from it, man. It really does. Yeah, I, I can still I can still see myself getting that in my office and hearing it and people come in and going, what the heck is that? What is going on? Was that were the songs that on the demo? Is that what ended up being that first EP that was the seven inch and all that? Or I think a couple of them were on there. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. a couple crazy. of them didn't make the cut. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I want to say about that. remember i i can't remember if it was the first record or the second record i feel like it was the second record when the bass parts had to be redone is that um i'm talking about yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) yeah 
<laughs> did you have to do that after that also or just that one time? Oh, we never did it again. Yeah, we never did it again. Okay. Jeremiah, I, I love you, bro. Yeah. If you're listening, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> I love you and thank you for buying my book. <laughs> two two of the four people have bought yeah. the book, although I would say you bought the book from me, which was yeah. nice. I want that I want that yearbook signature. That's why I got it. Nice. I'll write a special note just for you in there. Yeah, good. That's what I want. <laughs> say yeah that that never happened again and that was really just because we were so we were so new to this you know we were so new to everything like jackson and i had been playing together a while but like in terms of jeremiah or ryan yeah and how much experience they had in any of that uh it was like none you know i mean i totally struggle with that kind of stuff so that's the only reason i mentioned it i mean it's not unique yeah, absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. I'm scared every time we record. That light, they call it a red light fever. <laughs> that light comes on and you just get that like thousand yard stare in your eyes. Like, oh. I know that stare. You look at every picture of me playing live. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. The worst was in the blasting room, man. When I was uh, recording with Bill Stevenson on the other side of that glass. Talk about. Oh, God being scared holy crud man no pressure no at pressure all. at all it's just my idol on the other side of that glass just you know? maybe the single most influential drummer in all of punk rock music. <laughs> absolutely no, I, no I had to picture him as like a unicorn or something something <laughs> different than he was <laughs> unicorn. <laughs> which picture. record did you guys do with him the uh burnout wake up screaming wake up screaming yep. okay burnout was cra really cravac uh, okay See, see what I mean? It's all blurring together. You even remember better than me yep. at this point. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then you guys all got mad. Here's the Cliffs notes. And you guys all got mad, and then you got some manager, and then I got some letter from some attorney or something. <laughs> yep. What happened? <laughs> yeah. Well, the manager got mad. I mean, I don't know. It's all that stuff was so stupid. Like, all I could say is I tricked you. I tricked you, and I took advantage of people's young age and their ignorance i hope they didn't say that shit to you <laughs> i really hope not i was like this this old story again <laughs> yeah i read that's so embarrassing honestly <laughs> oh <my laughs> that whole God. situation yeah even i don't know man it was really weird definitely some regret there you know yeah just listen just being so dumb and listening to people that were telling us things like that or just you know advising us certain things and i don't know like i i hate to blame everything on we were just like young like kids but yeah we just didn't know much about that crap and when some guy who seemed like he had more experience came in and said yeah this is happening to you this sucks you should do something about it we're like okay and uh <laughs> And little did we know that it was going to be so screwed up, you know, really. I mean, I feel like there's this whole middle layer of, and, you know, I, I had to get out of all that stuff. I reached my end after 10 years of all that nonsense. But uh, there's just this whole uh, middle layer of these people that come in and it seems like their whole mission in life is to get their cut somehow. And they really don't care who gets hurt in the process or what, you know what I mean? Yes, uh, like I in almost every case, I feel like if everybody just kind of got in the room together and kind of aired their grievances or said, Hey, we just feel like we want a better deal or, you know, or whatever. I think nine times out of 10, everybody probably just work out everything fine. But these people just come in and they, like their whole goal in life is like, I'm going to get you a different merch deal and I'm going to get you a different record deal. Really mainly just so they can all get paid. <laughs> yeah. Like it, yeah. in retrospect, you think about like, I don't know, that whole conversation didn't make anything more than worse. Like everything just got worse from that, you know, conversation on, it seemed like, you know, it was just like bad decision after bad decision after that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, then you just got to start yourself, you know, <laughs> and start realizing the implications of some of the shit these people are saying you know i just hate the whole that whole I'm, i always have and you know it's it's like anything and you know how it is because you've been there but it's just like the whole business aspect of music to me is just diabolical it's like if we could just figure out a way i mean that's what's kind of cool about the way things are now that it's more fan funded and people are kind of going directly to fans and kind of doing things themselves and and um, I like the purity of that, that there's just not all this <laughs> business yeah. somewhere in the middle there. 
<laughs> fucking things up. Well, you know? because you can do everything yourself. Like, you know, at first I tried to, you know? Yeah. But mm-hmm. that takes the element, every creative, just like, I don't know, like I was telling you before, like I, when I play music, like it's a, it's a feeling too. It's like, I don't know. It's a, it's a mindset. It's, it's so many different things other than stupid money and contracts and stuff like that, that like, I don't even know where I'm going with this. Just kidding. <laughs> no, but I just hate that aspect of music now. Mm-hmm. When I was going through it back then, I didn't understand quite what was happening. I knew there was some drama. I knew that apparently we weren't getting what we should and whatever. But now I realize that the best thing about what we did and the best thing about what we're doing now is that there isn't that element there. Mm-hmm. There, there isn't that business aspect of like, you know, four guys that used to be having fun now have to be four business partners in a band and have to make some really crappy decisions mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. And I think it takes away from the purity and the fun and, and the genuineness of, of the band that you started, you know, and, and the feeling that you had when yep. you first started that band. And that's what we're doing now mm-hmm. is that there's none of that there. It's just five dudes getting together, writing some songs. And if something happens, cool, we do as much as we can. But there's no feeling of obligation, no feeling of, you know, like we got to make this much money to make it or do this much or whatever. Um, It's so much more pleasing, (laughs) you know, than what it used to be. Yeah. Well, you know, it's no fun sitting around figuring out how you're going to pay your van payment or uh, no. pay your merch bill Uh-oh. or, <laughs> you know, any of that stuff. I mean, that's or not make fun. rent, you know, like, yeah, of it's course. Just, yeah. yeah, it's it's a big pain. Yeah. But if you're going to do it, just do it right. Just go into it with a mindset that it's going to be a business. Mm-hmm. So you better just be ready for, you know, get your business manager and make sure you, <laughs> you know, make sure you trust everybody and, yeah. and make sure you get started on the right foot. Otherwise get ready for the ride. I think, I think the biggest thing is like, even though it's a lot more work, I still am a huge advocate of just doing it yourself. I, I think anytime you get other people involved, even though it's a lot more work, and you know, not every, obviously most musicians aren't necessarily business people or don't have the, but, but I just feel like it, as long as you're doing it yourself, then you only have yourself to blame. But it's like, once you choose somebody to be an intermediary, yeah. you better really trust that person. <laughs> Cause you have no idea what they're saying or what they're doing. <sighs> who they're threatening or how they're talking to people or anything else. You know what I mean? And yes, it's I just do. like to you, they put on one act of like, yeah, you're the greatest, you know? And then it's just like, they're on the phone with you. And it's like, you know, it's like, Oh <laughs> yeah. God. And they, and they represent you. Right. So it's like, you know, again, like that, it, it sucks to, to be represented in that manner. But you know, yeah. when you're doing it yourself and there isn't that pressure, there's so many, so many things you can do now on your own. Like, it's not like it used to be. I don't think bands need labels anymore. You know, I I don't think they need them. I don't either. Honestly, I may be a jerk for saying this, Mm -hmm. but I just say try without it first. I agree 100%. Yeah, I think so Do as much as you can on your own shirts if you have to. Just do do whatever. Just like, it kind of makes that experience even better. Like, you have to be involved in it. You have to be like, you know, to keep the machine running. I don't know. That's right. Yeah, you take some pride of ownership in it and you feel like if you, you know, you did it all yourself and put it all together, it's a great feeling. Yeah, you know? own your songs, bro. You know, like yeah. write them and own them. Don't write them and not know where they are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> or who owns them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, my God. What the hell are we talking about? Um, did I see that you guys recording something? Speaking of recording. Yeah. Did I see like a... Pro Tools window or Logic or something with some stuff on it. Yeah, we got a little bit of something in the works. Wow, interesting. We're so this session was just us laying down a few uh, ideas and everything we have, but yeah, we're looking to write some songs again That's and cool. get stuff out there. We definitely have that. Yeah, I don't know. I guess you could call it fire or whatever it is. Whatever it is, yeah. you know, everybody is just yep. excited about what we're doing again. Excited to be friends, you know. Excited just to have That's that cool. friendship. Yeah. Now, Jackson had not been playing with you guys for a number of years. Was that just because yeah. he was working and doing things or whatever? Like what, 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 what ended up bringing him back? I think it was just timing, you know, like it, yeah. it was, 
it was that we weren't going to be a full-time band anymore, I think, you know? I think um, what really kept Jackson away is the fact that he couldn't, you know, he couldn't dedicate his, uh, he couldn't leave his job and just dedicate to playing in music. So when we got to the point where we weren't like that, in, you know, anymore, you know, yeah. obviously he was back in the picture, you know? Well, all right. So what what the hell are you doing, Joe? Besides, we know that your band has done some uh, shows and, and uh, it sounds like you're recording some music and we'll see where that goes. I'm sure I'll check back in on that. But um, why do you have a headset for conference calls? <laughs> so, yeah, like I said, I went back to school and in programming, mm-hmm. like back when when I uh, was doing slick shoes website like i was learning how to just code html and and like minor javascript to do just like picture whatever just presentations back then or whatever and what have you so i dabbled in coding on a just like the surface you know um during that time Mm -hmm. as soon as i left slick shoes um i got a real crappy job for about five years and i realized that i needed to do something so i was just doodling around with uh making scripts on a Mac just to automate stupid crap, mm-hmm. like back backing up my uh, bookmarks or something when I want to do like re-image my machine or something. Um, but then I decided to go back. You're just writing scripts? <laughs> you make that sound like it's so easy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, I was just, you know, I was looking online. There's a couple like uh, websites, uh, Code Academy or you know, stuff that you can go to that kind of teach you coding or whatever. Um, so I took like the command line course, paid like 19 bucks, and it taught me the basics of coding. So from then on, you know, it taught me how to write said scripts. And I would just dabble with that. Went to school for uh, computer information systems. There was exactly two coding classes, and they were both languages I don't use. <laughs> <laughs> so right on. Um, <laughs> so I lucked out, man. This is what happened. I, you know, I went back to school. I, I saw online that there was a job for uh, a field service tech, and field service tech is just someone who uh, is kind of like tier to support. You know, if the phone, the guy on the phone can't get to you, you get you know boots mm-hmm. on the ground that goes to see if they can take care of the issue. Okay. Um, so I got a job doing that for NASA. What? I, I know. I got I got mad lucky. It was weird how it happened because I originally interviewed for the job and I tanked it. Um, you know, fun fact about me, I interview horribly. Nice. I've, I've got, I've, I have a panic disorder. So yeah, so I, I get panic attacks pretty often. Uh, under stressful situations. So um, I tanked the first interview um, since, you know, I started going to therapy, cognitive therapy and stuff like that about, you know, how to, how to wax and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, how to what? And I looked how to work through like a panic attack and kind of realize, you know, okay. you're going through one instead of having a heart attack. And uh, like you'd have those like Tony Soprano style, like panic attacks or you think you're having a heart attack. Yeah. Like I'd get chest pain. I'd get short of breath and just start what? like sweating, you know, and just, I, I, a couple times, you know, it was as bad as where I would like, I was on my way home but I would just stop by the ER because oh. <laughs> I thought I was having a heart wow. attack. <laughs> you yeah. always had and, that? Uh, <clears throat> so fun fact, <laughs> I didn't realize it, but yeah. You didn't, you didn't realize yeah. that wasn't normal to just go around feeling like you're having a heart attack all the time? <laughs> well, it wasn't as heightened. I wasn't as sensitive okay. to all the things before um, yeah. as, you know, I guess that time in my life, you know, uh, but I guess what I have, I've always had. Um, like when you're in the van and stuff, did you have like stage, what you thought was like stage fright? And that was part of that too, or did, I, I did. didn't really, you did. Um, but it was in the form of when we played outside outdoors in big like areas, like say cornerstone or something like uh, okay. that, it would freak me out. And I would have to have people standing behind me so that I felt like I was in more of an enclosed area. 
And it was really weird, man. So if you ask like Russell from Dogwood and people, (laughs) dude, hey man, could you stand behind me so I can feel like I'm in an enclosed area? Yeah, well, dude, they didn't understand it, but they did it for me. Like I would have people. Like if you notice, like people would be standing behind me. It was because literally, like I would be going through a pretty gnarly panic attack. Wow. That's crazy. And I always had this glare when I was playing and nobody really understood like what it was. Like I'd always just stare off to one side or something. Just panic. I was just panicking. Oh. Yeah. Is that all? <laughs> just panic. <laughs> so I tanked that interview. We'll go back okay. to uh, So I tanked yeah, the yeah, interview yeah. because of. Sorry, I just wanted to fill in a little backstory there that you've been panicking <laughs> the whole time I've known you that I was unaware of. <laughs> but uh, Joe has a really weird look on his face right now. I wonder what's going on. You know, it's it all makes sense now. But, you know, That's I didn't sad. know what was happening then. I just thought like it was really weird that I felt like I was going to pass out every time we played outdoors. Um, yeah. So you tanked the interview, then what happened? Tanked the interview bad. I mean, like they asked me what a blue screen of death was and I was just couldn't even answer that. Um, and so I went home thinking, you know, I was a piece crud and, you know, was no good at anything. And I don't know, man, I prayed about it. It's just like, is this what I should be doing? What the heck's going on? Two weeks later, I got, um, I decided to apply for the same job. Really? (laughs) I don't, I don't know why, but I did. I applied for the same job and I got an interview again. (laughs) Really? Yeah. So this time I kind of knew what to expect. I had, uh, like sat in your car and breathed into a paper bag or something before you went in there. Well, I cut, I took an Ativan, but, um, (laughs) okay. Well, because I was prescribed them. Yeah. Of course, it was, yeah. This no, is as needed, if I you will. thought nothing less, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. So um, basically, I got a second interview. It wasn't the original um, four people that interviewed me, because it was like uh, four different people interviewing me the first time. Wow. It was only two, hmm. and it was the nicer of the two. So believe me, everything went a lot smoother. I ended up getting the job. Wow. I worked there for three years doing field service. The whole time, all I did was just uh, go to school, <laughs> take any available training they would give me, you know, and just grind, right? Just work, 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 work. And years, um, like my scripting skills and everything got a bit better. And I started mm. writing scripts to kind of help our team out do different things like automating things they would do before re-image like I was saying and um, Mm -hmm. I got a job on the same contract as a platform engineer working basically on the Mac platform wow Uh, so what I do is I write scripts to modify packages in whatever manner NASA needs me to. So say, for instance, uh, Chrome, Mm -hmm. you know, they're going to put a Chrome update out, but they want certain aspects of it modified because of security purposes or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I write scripts to just modify that and then install it on uh, several computers. That's crazy. What the hell? We still have a space program. What the hell are they doing? Launching satellites or something? Oh, they're funded again. Are they? I think. Yeah. I mean, I still have a job. So. But I mean, they used to be like sending up shuttles and stuff and whatever. Like that's over, right? The shuttle programs ended. The shuttle program is over. Yeah. yeah. But there's something like that. Hopefully, I hope in the future we'll start again. That's you know? cool. So yeah, that's what I do. I basically just write scripts to uh, automate package installs. That's awesome. Do you go into a place or you just work from home or what? I um, I work from home mostly. Huh. Wow. Yeah. Look at you, Joe. Living the dream. Oh, no. <laughs> so busy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, I do. I love my job, honestly. I love what I do. Um, it's not music, but music isn't what I do anymore, kind of, you know? Like, yeah. I do this now, and this is fun, and I like doing what I do, you know? Cool. And, um, yeah, it's good stuff. I uh, I just saw you playing music at a club in New York, so I beg, I don't want to, you know, call you a liar, but... <laughs> Okay, I do both. <laughs> I do both. One better than the other. Scripting for sure. <laughs> Please. Hey, listen, we don't we don't all have a good monitor day, man. You know, it's it true. Right. <laughs> Remember that? I went to you. I go, you have a little trouble with the monitors there, huh? <laughs> I was like, oh, I've seen that face before. <laughs> 
<laughs> then intently staring at the hands of the guitarist trying to oh my gosh lock in there right <laughs> why is he just staring at jackson's arm well i'll tell you why <laughs> just trying to find that downbeat there somewhere absolutely bicep and wrist. <laughs> as soon as i see that move i know there's something's happening i gotta move some part of my arm that's crazy yeah that's cool that you uh so you know the the word on the street is that every member of every tooth and nail band's like an atheist now so that's cool to hear that you're praying about stuff yeah i still i still believe in god yeah for sure <laughs> i do um i can't yeah that's a different conversation but yeah it may not be like everyone else you know but yeah that's no, all right. I believe there is a God. I don't know what to believe, but, you know, I'm trying to get there. There has to be something that started that whole evolution thing. Right? Yeah, exactly. I'm uh, <laughs> I'm thankful for all the people that pray uh, on my behalf, uh, and that includes you. So thank you for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I send good vibes. Whatever you guys want. It doesn't have to be a prayer. <laughs> I'll send good vibes. vibes. I'll send what I, whatever you want your way, man. Good I'll send vibes. it. Only if it has a Z, <laughs> then I'm then okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god good yeah. vibes if it's vibes of the z then yes if not forget it just don't even bother <laughs> yeah i don't see any harm in prayer yeah. man it's like sure. whatever even if for some reason god wasn't real or whatever like what's the harm in just lifting up your problems to something else or taking them out loud you know nothing wrong with that yeah i mean maybe the bell's palsy prayer timeline's longer than we all thought it's cool man <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I love you, man. <laughs> I just started listening to that balls palsy. That was so cool. Oh, did you? <laughs> I got to the part with the German lady that was. Like... Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, no, Russian. She's the Russian. Russian. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, yeah. Five minutes. Five. I'm not going back there. I'm not going back there. <laughs> Something wrong going there. Too many security cameras makes you very nervous. Like, where did they fund this in a weird way or something? Yeah, something's up with there. that. Are you actually not... an experiment? Or... <laughs> I don't know. It's not not a good feeling when your doctor is literally just looking over your shoulder at a whole like screen full of closed caption cameras, like you know, while he's giving you your diagnosis. Like, mm, I don't think I'm coming back here. <laughs> nah, nah. You scared me away, and I haven't even been there. I know. <laughs> that's crazy where does the time go joe where does the time go yeah. that's all i know i don't know man it was good catching up with you today i uh i'm sure everyone's uh gonna be sad and disappointed in my interviewing skills since i've been a little rusty here i haven't been doing a lot of interview shows but yeah i just <laughs> i'm using it as an excuse to catch up with people so hey even if this never goes out i don't even care i'm glad oh, we had a out. one oh, hour it's... six minute conversation with bill power i'm good with that <laughs> I'm trying to keep. I'm trying to keep it tight. You know, I'm trying to keep it tight. I know. I know that uh, people's attention spans are getting short. So I used to go like a full hour and a half at least. But you know, really, I know that people's time is valuable, and there's a lot of content out there and whatever. I've seen some people with multiple episodes, and I'm pretty sure people are going to check out after like you know 10, 15 minutes of this one. They're going to be like, Joe, what? Who? Whatever. Shut I'm not it. That's not true. <laughs> Everybody's gonna, everybody's gonna be hitting you up for coffee is what's gonna really happen after this i'm down so i'd like to apologize in advance for that <laughs> <laughs> joe you know i love you man i love you too man dude thanks again for for everything you've done dude for real everything like i appreciate everything i know i told you new york but dude <sighs> honestly Nobody have to you don't that. even need to put this on or whatever it doesn't even matter but i gotta tell you man it means a lot the fact you even like my band the, the fact that i got to see the the united states and canada and I, I did so many things i didn't even think i was going to be able to do because you just thought my band was cool <laughs> it's so random that's awesome but Dude, I can't thank you enough. I can't thank you enough, Joe. Well, keep going. Thank <laughs> me some more. This is, <laughs> it feels good. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> Joe Nixon, everybody. See, wasn't that a good time? Didn't we have a good time? Lots of laughing, carrying on. <laughs> oh, man, it was good to see that guy not long ago and to talk to him. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Uh, the music that you heard, uh, clips that you heard today was Joe Sick from Rusty, Away With You from Burnout, and Hide and Seek from Wake Up Screaming, all on Tooth and Nail Records. I had the privilege of working on all three of those records with that band, and uh, it's cool to still see them out there playing. It's awesome. 
you can follow Urban Achiever on Twitter and Instagram at Urban Achiever PC. You can support the show through Patreon at patreon.com slash Urban Achiever. Do have an online store for the show. You can get to that at urbanachiever.store. We got mugs and uh, shirts. There's some old Ride Above uh, stuff that I have on there. And uh, also Bottle Breaker Tour Journal from the 1995 tour with Blenderhead and MXPX. We got uh, that stuff on there. If you're into that bag, you can get a signed copy of that from me. And uh, the Urban Achiever theme song, I almost forgot, <laughs> is by uh, opening and closing uh, theme uh, by Ethan Luck. I will return next week with a new episode. My guest will be Chris Rains, drummer for Spitfire, Norma Jean, and Sundrug. And uh, also a good time. So, hey, keep your chin up. Spring is almost here. Till next time, keep up the good work. I'm proud of you. Uh, your thing is like still pretty. Say something right now. Hey, Bill. How's it going, buddy? Uh, you seem like. Like, oh my god, my signal is so small compared to yours. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I've got I've got signal at me right now. That's that's what she said, Joe. <laughs> <laughs>